or anything that you would want to say to them if they were listening? Yeah, I would say make sure that you know you have a voice. What you think and what you feel matters. And with the new developments, there's people you can talk to in safe spaces. So if you need that, please use it. Hey there, and welcome back to a full episode of What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you so many different sides of your favorite figures in gymnastics. I'm your host, Nicole Langevin. And last week, I had the pleasure of speaking with Danelle Pedrick, who is a newly crowned world bronze medalist with Team Canada. And we left off just as she was telling us the aftermath of that historic world championships. So we'll jump back in where we left off. And we also go into her NCAA career and her plans moving forward. If you have not had a chance to listen to What Makes Danelle Pedrick Think Part 1, I encourage you to go back, check that out first, and then jump on over to this one and have yourself a day. All right, here I go with Part 2 of What Makes Danelle Pedrick Think. And then we couldn't really celebrate too much because Ellie still had like her finals. She still had her oh, all around yeah. finals and her uh, vault and beam finals. So we did what we could. And then yeah. Ellie and I had like a little our teammates from here around to celebrate when we came home. But <laughs> we couldn't do a lot there because Ellie still had to focus. <laughs> what, this is going to be a weird question, but was it hard to go to sleep that night? Yes, actually, I was. I definitely told Ellie, I was like, this is what, what it must be like to be you. <laughs> my phone was like blowing up, and I was like, I'm not. Like, I was like, I was trying to answer like all the messages, and she's always told me like it's so hard to answer. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, but I just, she's oh very gosh. well known, obviously. Um, and I was like, this is what it must be like to be you. Like, I'm, my phone's blowing up. I don't even have time to answer all the messages. I think I was, I was up late, yeah, trying to respond to obviously as many as I could because yeah. I, I was like it was for Canada it was for everybody so I didn't want to yeah. just leave anyone hanging especially when that was historic and yeah I didn't have anything the next day so um yeah that was exciting yeah and then you couldn't really sleep it was it was a weird feeling because you're like happy and you're like I don't have anything else to do but right right it was almost like disbelief I think the next morning I think I think it was the next day I tweeted. I was like waking up a bronze medalist because I, I woke up and I was like, did this actually happened or did this not? And I saw the medals like, okay, it's real. <laughs> yeah. And nobody gets to take that away. Yeah. It's right. It's cool. That's your I mean, go back to your scholarship getting taken away and you just feeling like this whole thing is just a mounds of frustration. And yeah. then you do this and nobody can ever take that away from you. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I think we have one more. Okay. What does it feel like to get a 9925? What are we looking at here? Is this in Southern Utah? This is Southern Utah. In my, that's my triple twist. My oh, I'm sorry. I got to watch that again. <laughs> it's so good. Your triple twist is so good and so complete. Like it looks. This is fun. a fun routine. I'm a sister team. <laughs> yeah, this is super fun. You look like you have fun on floor regardless. Yeah, I do love floor and I like having unique choreography too because I don't know. I feel like the same old, same old gets boring after a while and it's fun to enjoy. This is, yeah, this was Southern Utah. I remember we weren't having the greatest team meet. This is the hard part. It's like I was having one of the best meets. I think this is one of the best all around scores I've 
I believe it tied for my career high for my all-around score. It was one of the best, my best meets, but our team didn't have a good meet. Mm. It's really tough to like, like obviously you want to be happy for yourself, but when your team doesn't do well, it's it's a tough situation. But I just went into this floor team knowing we had nothing to lose. So, right. <laughs> yeah, I have been studying after your leap pass. You did this in another routine too. This weird. Oh, Valdez. I did in all my routines. Yeah. Ah, it's so cool. <laughs> so I want to describe this to our listeners. So, mm-hmm. picture doing a Valdez. So you've got one hand planted on the ground and you've got a free hand and you initiate going into that bridge position. The back foot is now left the floor. You're about to put the second hand down to pass through the handstand and you like, don't put your hand down. You turn it and then turn it into just a forward rollout. Is that, I don't know if I really described it very well, but I think so. You can look in the show notes guys. I'll have all of this linked on the YouTube channel slash what makes you think podcast there's a Danelle Pedrick playlist so you can see all the videos Mm -hmm. that we are watching but check this out it's after you do your leap pass and it's in between your leap pass and your second tumbling pass yeah boom where did that come from I think I it was actually out of a leap I learned it I want to say before I went to NCAA in one of my last routines uh my coach that choreographed it put it in and I liked it so much that I told my next choreographers that did my college routines that I had to have it in after my leaps and I think I like it because it's it's cool but it's also a reset for me like as I roll it's like a perfect breathing moment uh, okay so talk to me about the college experience besides which we already discussed the the end and how that didn't go according to plan but also kind of glad that that happened because now we get you but Talk about the general feel of competing and training in college and that compared to the elite experience that you had prior. Oh, it definitely shaped me. It, it, I think everything about it helps me coming back to elite, especially the team aspect coming into NCAA. I wasn't, I'd never really been in a, I guess for NCAA, it's six up five count, but I'd never been in kind of that situation. It was usually just, like for nationals we did provincial teams but mm-hmm. i don't know it was it wasn't the same you just kind of did yeah. your own thing so kind of having that pressure and in a way having the team on your back but not having them on your back but basically just doing it for them rather than doing it for yourself it's just yeah. a different mindset and that definitely helped me like for worlds this year being lighthearted and enjoying it i knew from NCAA that that's how i compete best and doing it for each other and that's kind of the mindset and attitude I brought into our world's team. And with Emma being from in NCAA now, between the two of us, I think we really kept the energy high and kept it positive like NCAA. And I believe that's why our team was so successful is because like Sydney's younger and I think she thrived off of our like positive energy and stuff like that, that she's maybe not be used to yet. And she hasn't been to NCAA. Yeah. And then, I mean, Ellie's always amazing as always. <laughs> I think she could compete in any situation, any any circumstance, any attitude. But uh, it definitely keeps her lighthearted too. And then uh, Lori Dename was with us, and she she didn't do NCAA, and but she said she likes to kind of be distracted and be happy. So our Emma's and my job was kind of keep keep it lighthearted, keep the energy yeah. up. And yeah, it was it was really fun. And then the other thing that prepared me for elite is in NCAA especially when you're competing every weekend 
it's it gets obviously tiring and your body some days it's just it's hurting so yeah I, bet. I learned mostly that some weeks especially when you're competing all around some weeks if i had a, a little injury or just was really sore sometimes we take a full week off of training and then compete that saturday and my coaches trusted me i i trusted my coaches my teammates trusted me and i would compete that'd be fine and that's something that's really helped me in elite because i know before i went to ncaa i'd be like oh my gosh i have to do four teams before i can't do it and now i missed a flight i missed a training day it's no big deal it doesn't bother me i know i can still do my gymnastics and i don't think i would have had that mindset without ncaa and realizing like you know, you can take a full week off and can still do your routines just fine <laughs> Uh, yeah, so those are the main things that I took away into my elite career. And I definitely found, yeah, I found my love for gymnastics again. It's it's tough, especially when someone takes, someone takes away your scholarship. And then with my multiple injuries, it was always like, do I still want to do gymnastics? Do I not? And then you go to NCAA where there's around 20 girls, all your same level, all your same age, going through the same things as you. Yeah, You lean on each other, you use each other's energy, and it's just it makes you see why you love it and why you do it. <laughs> it's just, it's a blast. I wish I could be an NCAA forever, but I do love my elite career now too. So <laughs> yeah, we love it too. All right. I forgot. I do have one more. We're going back to worlds because <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this floor routine. <sighs> oh, and uh, by the way, I love that. Rough start. Love that leotard on you. Yeah. Why is this a rough start? 2023 is an exciting year for Tumble Track as they celebrate their 35th anniversary. Maybe you remember your first time jumping or tumbling down a tumble track and that thrilling feeling of bouncing flighty fun. Anniversaries take us on a trip down memory lane and we remember our history and how far we've come. From tumble tracks and tea trainers to sliders and sticky toes, Tumble Track has been there helping coaches and athletes achieve their goals in a safe way. You might have seen recently that TumbleTrack launched a new feature called the Innovator Spotlight. Go to their website where they highlight the creative coaches they've collaborated with over the years. Doug Davis is both the OG innovator and founder of the company. And in case you didn't know, he innovated the TumbleTrack. Doug paved the way for others including Leonard Isaacs, Al Fong, Tom Forrester, and many, many others who had an idea and trusted TumbleTrack with it. Check out the Innovator Spotlight page on their website tumbletrack.com slash innovator dash spotlight again that's tumbletrack t-u-m-b-l-t-r-a-k dot com slash innovator dash spotlight this show is brought to you by creatively disruptive the marketing team behind your team and if you are a club owner or a gymnastics industry professional i encourage you to join their group the gymnastics business and marketing group there's so much free advice straight from the pros and you'll meet an entire community of like-minded professionals so check out the gymnastics business and marketing group on facebook and check out creatively disruptive at creativelydisruptive.com why is this a rough start this is qualifications 2022 worlds on floor yeah so it was i was a lead off our lead off on floor which is a little new to me because i usually like i'm one of those ones that likes to take a lot of warm-up so having to kind of stop early to be rested for my routine took some practice ncaa did help me in this routine too actually so this first tumbling pass i do a one and a half step out to a triple twist mm -hmm. and i 
you can probably see in the video, my foot kind of stutters on the step out. So my triple twist was pretty low. That triple twist though, looks like what most look like out of a round of back handspring. Like that's super <laughs> impressive that you pulled that off. Thank you. But yeah, I think NCAA like fighting for every 10th, I knew obviously that was a big deduction. When it's that fast, it ha all happens fast. Obviously you're in a routine. Mm -hmm. You just have to move on to the next thing. And I just like, well, all right, let's make the last two passes as clean as they can be. And my turn to my leaps. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did that. I actually, on this floor routine, I score, I think I got like a 12, nine, I think something like that. And that's the same score I got with my maid routine in Rio in July. So oh. I was, so I was like, well, I was like, looked enough. You would have just done a normal triple twist. Like you normally do that. I don't know. It depends how much they took anywhere from five tenths to eight tenths. Probably. Yeah. I was like, that would have been, oh yeah, it shows it 12, nine. I was like, that would have been a good score. <laughs> like, so I think it paid off that I did take that NCAA, like every 10th counts. That's what our team, I'm sure a lot of teams focus on, but that's what our team always focused on. Like if you have a mistake or have something happen, the competition can be within tents. And I yeah. guess this proved it in this competition. Actually, I think we only came eighth by a few tents. So had I like put my hands down or given up on the rest of the routine, we would have been out of team finals. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the silver lining. <laughs> Another thing that you do that's a little unorthodox is you do this torch day half and you step out of it. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, is that I know that there's sometimes people do like the harder version of something and they're like, I don't know, it's just easier for me that way. Is it easier for you that way? Or were you trying to be different? Like, we just uh, never really see it. Kind of neither. It's, I think it's more for start value to get it in with another leap. Mm -hmm. I didn't really find it too difficult. It was, it's weird to learn at first because obviously when you're used to landing on two feet, once you figure it out, I feel like actually in a way it is easier because as long as your front hips turned, you can kind of use the step out to control the landing. So you won't take those landing deductions at least. Yeah, that's true. I'm just thinking about the, the dynamic split that happens. And then with that dynamic split is the dynamic close, which mm -hmm. is, that's usually when you're turning as you close and turn and you don't yeah. do that. So that's just what's <laughs> like, I'm looking at it and like, I did you have to like decelerate your legs in a way, but you're yeah. passing 180. So I don't know. You're awesome. Yeah, the hard part is to like make sure your hips turn because sometimes yeah. you can split and try to leap out of it and then they devalue it. I learned that it's actually this year. If I get lazy, that's what happens. So <laughs> that's one of the things I was thinking about. I was like, okay, so now I'll get credit for this. You have to turn your hip. Oh, so when your foot lands, which was your front leg, but now it's your back leg and you turned, yeah. you perhaps have to have done that 180. Otherwise, essentially you're doing a torch de or a torch de quarter. Yeah. So yeah. they'll devalue it, which yeah. happened at my world trials and they told me about it. So that's why it's good to know. <laughs> I love having the judges there because it helps. But yeah. that was my main focus in that leap. I was like, make yeah. sure your hips around. Yeah. No, it makes a huge difference. And you you do so well with facial expressions and your showmanship. So is that something that's that's come natural to you or is that something that you worked on? Definitely not natural. If you watch my routines from when I was younger or pre NCAA, it was it was really difficult. And I think part of the reason was I didn't really have those fun routines because mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're younger, either like coach or someone else picks music and you just kind of you just do it. Mm -hmm. And I never really liked the music all the time. There was one routine I really enjoyed. Um, I think it would have been like when I was a junior. And that routine, I definitely had better showmanship, but I learned it in NCAA for sure yeah. when I realized 
you're looking at the judges, they're less likely to write if you're looking at them. So <laughs> that's usually what I try to do is look at them as much as possible and then be like, please don't write anything down. <laughs> no deductions yeah. if I'm looking at you. Exactly. Yeah, that pen isn't going to touch the paper. So I'll yeah. put it right down. Okay. So we have completed our video portion. You did great. Are you having fun? Oh, yeah. I like I like looking at videos that I forgot were still there. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fun to find like the, I mean, not super old, but like 10 years back when you're like, oh my gosh. But oh, there's one on YouTube that is like, I think I faceplanted it. It's pretty good. It's, um, <laughs> I think it's from I, the same nationals. <laughs> I tend not to show people videos of them like falling or getting hurt because, oh. you know, I mean. That's fair. I just yeah. thought it, I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but you look back and you're like, wow, look at how far I've come. I can actually, <laughs> yeah. And you can laugh about it and you can also just look at it as part of the journey. And if you're happy with where you are now, then that all happened the way that it was supposed to happen. True. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you something and it's kind of the pink elephant in the room, but we know that there's been a lot going on in Canadian gymnastics and some really great stuff like placing making history and placing at worlds and then you know some stuff that is good that it's being uncovered but but negative things that have happened i'm being very vague on purpose do you want to speak on that as far as where you fit in all of that and and where that fits in your world i guess the main part I can say now is right now I'm in a very happy and healthy environment Good. and it hasn't always been that way my entire career. I don't know. I'm trying to take your time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the gymnastics environment and coach I have now are very healthy and very happy. And I've really learned to love gymnastics again. Uh, I have had in the past some tough experiences and some, I guess, more negative environments, mm -hmm. but each of them I've kind of moved on from. And now I, I try to focus on where I am now and the good of it, because I guess every journey, like you said, forms you into the athlete you are now. So I'm grateful for all the coaches that have put time and effort into me and have made my domestic career what it is, but I'm extremely grateful for Dave and his supportive and very healthy environment for me. I'm, I'm happy for you. Is there anything you would want to say to maybe a younger athlete that is experiencing some, some negativity in their training? Is there anything that you would want to say to them if they were listening? Yeah, I would say make sure that you know you have a voice what you think and what you feel matters and with the new developments there's people you can talk to in safe spaces so if you need that please use it whether it's reaching out to other athletes or safe sport representatives or whatever it is and just know that your opinion matters and you as an athlete and as a person matter it's not you as a gymnast it's your future and your career in and out of the gym so take it day by day like i said make sure your voice is heard and you're enjoying what you do i always say love what you do and do what you love because that will make for the happiest athlete in person right thank you for that and I, it's very very important to share i know it's hard to talk about 
but even that right there is gold. So thank you for sharing. What What's going on with you now? Are we looking at 2024? Can we say that out loud? Are we making any major changes in our routine composition? Like what's happening right now in your gymnastics? Well, yeah, now that we've qualified a full team for the Olympics a year earlier than we expected, uh, I've been on kind of a little bit of a downslope, a little bit of a rest period because uh, like we had Elite Canada this past weekend. I went and I watched. I was resting, so I didn't compete, but it was good to see. I'm from Saskatchewan, so it's good to see my mm -hmm. family and good to see uh, friends and people that I grew up with and support the younger athletes was awesome. But now it's, yeah, it's ramping up. The focus is going to be on vault because I need a second vault is going to be the goal. That's been our major, <laughs> major work area right now. Can you tell me what that second vault is yeah, starting I mean, to be? Well, the end goal is the Chang. We, mm -hmm. it's that second vault's very new. So obviously it's going to be a process. I think we'll see it. It kind of depends when my next competition is, depending on national team assignments. If we have extra time, uh, we'll work towards it. If we have to kind of find a middle ground, mm -hmm. we'll do that. So it's, it's hard to say which vault it'll be this year, depending. It just depends how the process goes. But yeah, that main. That's the main focus. That's going to be my main ticket onto that uh, Paris Olympic team. And then I'm restructuring my bar routine too. Bars is my weakest event. <laughs> Not that it's going to be anything spectacular. But you have a skill named after you, which is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm restructuring my bar routine. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is yet because they're still kind of trying to figure it out. And then the main goal for beam would be that triple twist dismount. It's been in the works, which I don't, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people have seen it because it's been, yeah, it's pretty new. And then floor, I think we'll keep pretty similar, maybe upgrade a leap or a turn. Mm -hmm. I would like to put in a, like a double twisting double back, but I think right now with focusing on vault and the bar upgrades, <laughs> everything happening, I think that yeah. might be a later in the year uh, goal. So is that something that you're training though? yeah i do it i do it like uh into the pit like on mats off the air floor yeah so it's i wouldn't say it's like super close but it's it's getting there <laughs> it makes sense because you just look like twisting is like second nature to you yeah i really like twisting i have done some quads off the <laughs> off the air floor too i bet and we did talk we did think about that because it's never been done also but mm -hmm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because obviously it's risky. So it's tough to train it safely and yeah. other routines. So I don't know if it'll be in the cards, but you know, I'll still work. I'll still work on Dave and see if I can. Yeah. Let yeah. me Come on, me. Dave. Dave's me so mad at me after this. Full twisting Pedrick. Get the quad in there. No, he said yeah. it's his job to deal with, with the consequences. So we'll let him deal with that. What about three and a half? Is that something you've worked to? Yeah, I've done them. It's same kind of thing. It's usually the problem with that is it's usually more landing deduction than it's worth. Yeah. And the double double we think will be more consistent and yeah. obviously worth a lot as well. I don't know. I think personally, I think the quad would be easy, not easier, but landing wise, I think it'd be better for me. I'm like, you see on vault, like I can do one and a half, but I don't like to do one and a half. I'd rather do double twist. I like, yeah. the, like I, it's see not the a big fan of the blind landing. So yeah. I feel like I'd rather do a quad, but 
I guess we'll have to see. We'll we'll work on Dave and see what happens. All right. We'll work on Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for today. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we go? I think we covered it all. That was really fun. <laughs> Good. I'm glad it was fun. And thanks for the ride. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for your time. And I'd love to have you come back sometime if you are up for it. But in the meantime, we will cheer you on from afar and keep reliving that moment. I actually get to keep reliving it. Oh, yeah. Go for <laughs> Sorry, it. Sorry. I just thought of it as you're like, <laughs> do it. Um, I was going to say, because a lot of people think like you can't do both. I'm actually in my master's program right now and doing gymnastics. So for those of a lot of people are like, oh, it's just gymnastics or school. Uh huh. You can do both. I'm currently in my second semester of my master's and will wow. plan to do my defend my thesis in 2024 with the Olympic year. So holy cow. And what are you balance. studying? Uh, it's my master's in kinesiology. My main focus is the effects of exercise post chemotherapy in hematological cancers. And that's so specific and amazing. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, so my undergrad at CMU was mainly in cardiac rehab. Uh, when I transferred it over to Canada, they just call it kinesiology, which is kind of boring, but <laughs> um, they, I still have all the classes. Like I have my ECG assessment classes and uh, cardiac medications. So I was always interested in that. And then when I reached out to the master's program here and the supervisor, he had this idea. And with my cardiac rehab experience, that's part of part of our study will be the a stress test and exercise prescription. So it kind of meshed well. So his interest and my interest worked together. And then we kind of came up with the topic together. We're probably gonna have to tweak a little bit, but it'll be it'll be exciting. I'm excited to like actually start the research. The pre stuff's a little boring. <laughs> Damn. All right. Achieving everywhere. And aren't you working too? Yeah. So I coach uh, for our comp girls, I coach level three fours. They actually have a competition in Newfoundland next weekend that I'll be going to. Oh my gosh. Super excited. They're super cute. They're my favorite. They're my favorite age because they're most of them are first, maybe second year competing. So mm -hmm. they're still. Like they get a little nervous, but they're more just like happy to be there. And <laughs> so I can kind of put that into their head now that it's fun. Like competitions don't need to be stressful. And I really enjoy that because they're young and I don't want them. I don't want that pressure of like, oh my gosh, you have to do good. I'm trying yeah. to be kind of the opposite because I think as a young athlete, that would have helped me more was having like, just enjoy it. It's just fun. No, no pressure at all. And I think that's really important, obviously seeing now as I compete. And they, I think they enjoy having me, but they always tell me like, I saw you on TV, you did this. I, how so, cool is that for them? It's fun. And then I do work a little bit in retirement living, not so much right now. I've kind of taken a step back because of my master's, but I, it's kind of similar to a care aid. I'm a personal attendant. So I do uh, assisting the elderly with their daily living activities and sometimes I'm just wow. companionship. So that's kind of fun. And then, yeah, if I... Potentially, if I do the GNS internship again, <laughs> that'll probably start, I think, oh in February. Do you live on some like some alternate universe that has like 72 hours in each day? How the hell are you doing all this? I don't know. See, I feel like it's easier because when I had those four jobs. I'm sorry, what? It was, I think, NCAA. And it was like full-time classes yeah. and gymnastics. And I did a little bit of coaching there. It was busy. Now it's like... <laughs> it's 
it's not full-time like master's and full-time classes it's only a few so it's actually pretty like the school load's pretty easy right now and then gymnastics obviously i'm not doing the 35 hours a week it's a little less right i actually feel like i have more time right now i'm hoping to add mcat studying into my plan Stop so it. my mcat in the summer <laughs> so we're adding it all together we need actually i'm meeting with a, a an advisor soon to help me schedule everything <laughs> okay i mean you're a rock star that's so cool <laughs> all nice. right how can people follow you if you would like for them to um uh i have instagram and twitter and both of them are just at danelle pedrick pretty straightforward not many people have my name so it's easy <laughs> d-e-n-e-l-l-e -L -L -E, yeah right? okay every time i email you i'm like Shh, am i doing this right am i saying it right am i spelling it right it's okay all right so d-e-n-e-l-l-e -E -E, and then pedrick is p-e-d-r-i-c-k put that in the show notes as well thank you so much i'm sure you have 75 things that you need to do in the next hour so i will let you go <laughs> well yeah thank you so much for having me <laughs> yes thank you that was a blast <laughs> bye Bye. We did it. Two-part episode complete. Danelle, thank you so much for being on the show. That was super fun. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I want to give a special thank you to those that took the time to fill out the survey that I've had on the top of the Facebook page, which is at Nicole Langevin Consultant. The feedback has been super helpful and super appreciated. So if you've not had a chance to do that yet, please take a minute. I really appreciate it. Please remember you can reach out to me directly over email at youthinkpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash what makes you think podcast so you can get some snippets, outtakes, and maybe some snippets before the podcast actually airs of my new guests. All right. I hope that made sense. It made sense in my head. All right, guys. I'll see you next week for a mini-sode. Bye. <laughs>